Get right into how our weeks were. Feels nothing. Like a- nothing happened. That's really? nothing. That's not true. Oh, I actually had a very eventful week. Really, I just wanted to cut the fluff. I just wanted to, you know, get down to brass tacks. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're not allowed to say brass tacks. Or what? You know what I love saying. that term. I don't know why. No. I I can't explain it. It's just one of those terms. I just love it. It's a term I use in everyday conversation. It's mine. No, you can't own a phrase. I'm buying the stock. I have the largest share now. I've used it more times than you on the podcast. Mine. I'm, I'm... All right, CDs. So over my week, I realized that I don't like CDs anymore, and I wish we would go back to vinyl. Why? Because there's a Not purity... Hmm. There's a purity in vinyl that hmm. I just... I cannot... But vinyl only sounds that good once. No, I'm talking about in the repetitive... Not scratched up, but the repetitive... Nature... That, uh, that so you like vinyl... poor, poor audio quality is what you're saying. Oh No, I'm not... Well, I'm look, not... the thing is, though, they, wait, they make vitals pretty good today. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty no, accurate. Of course. But they still are they prone decay. to developing yeah. uh, those scratches over time. And it's like... But, but each little scratch is like... Well, see, there, I did that. There are I was any listening number to it, and reasons, I heard it. Any number of reasons I could think of why someone would prefer vinyl, but... Saying that I like the shh, 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 that that's not valid. No, I, I don't not. think. But John rarely says things that are well, valid. Well, vinyl does have a, a uh, I guess it works uh, for you. A sound clarity that I think is not quite replicated with a lot of other medias. Hmm. All right, and I'll buy that. There's something awesome about holding, you know, a dinner plate and looking at it and going. Well, it was nice. This has music. I on always it. liked looking at the back of the uh, Sergeant Pepper's album and being able to see just all of the lyrics at a yeah. glance. I didn't yeah. have to turn page. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to search A to Z lyrics or songmeanings.com for each individual <laughs> thing. It was just there. A lot of you have the booklets on CDs, but you know, pages. You gotta peel it throughout underneath the plastic. It's a pain to get back in. You know. These and, are valid reasons. And John. vinyl, vinyl has something <laughs> laziness. <laughs> no, no, vinyl has. When you hold a vinyl record, you're holding music. When you hold a CD, it doesn't have that same sort of inspiring feeling. Like you're hold, when you're I holding, hold a you're vinyl, you're holding ones and zeros that imply music. Yes, when I'm holding a vinyl music. record, that's, that's good, Steve. I like that. That was a good line. A vinyl record. They imply a, it pretty well, though. <laughs> a vinyl record is a legitimate. Physical representation. Yes, it's analog yeah. music, analog sound, which it, is it, it beautiful. Is, I, you know what I love? If you go online and you just search like the a groove close up, it looks incredible. Like yeah. you can actually see the vibrations going up and down. It's like that is the woman's voice or that is the guitar. It's so nice to just see that at a glance. You know, so so that was a nice tangent. And now I started on the podcast. Actually, it wasn't um, a tangent. If it's at the beginning, it's not a tangent. No, it's just true. it's just content. It is just content. deal with it. This um, this came up because me and my dad were chilling with uh, uh, classic rock last night. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, that's sweet. Actually, a friend of mine recently uh, 
bought vinyl records. Uh, she's been in this habit of buying vinyl records. Molly from the Wasties, actually. She bought uh, a Proclaimers record. The Proclaimers that I would walk 500 Yes, miles. I know the song. 500 more. more. I'm so sick of this song. Don't worry, it'll come around again. According to how much mother but like, of that. That's, I approve. If you're going to buy vinyl, you should be buying like The Doors. She has that stuff already. This is finding obscure records now at record stores. Is that's that not really of... an obscure record. Uh, oh, she also wants some other band that I never heard of. I was going through my great aunt's records from the 30s, like 78s, that were oh, nice. from artists who did singles in like 1934. No one remembers their names anymore. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. Well, I'm sure someone does. I'm sure there's a buff out there. Probably. I, I would actually like to research into this a little bit more than I'll become the buff. Uh-huh. So there's no way I'm going to be able to tend into this, so I'm just going to get right into it. On Monday, <laughs> I got to go to the 24-Hour Musicals, which is a fundraiser done by the 24-Hour Company. They do 24-Hour Musicals and 24-Hour Plays. What? You said 24. Like oh. four times. <laughs> Six times. Uh, um, in less than 30 this, seconds. This set of musicals, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's within 20, the span of 24 hours, writers, directors, <gasps> actors, um, musicians... All get together and create, write, learn, memorize, and perform four 20-minute musicals. All those things. All those things. And one of the musicals was actually written or co-written by uh, Ben Folt, who I actually got to meet at the after party after the 24-hour musicals. And we're still so jealous. Should be. Sure. Because he was pretty awesome and awkward as you'd expect Ben Folt to be. Aw. You said you said writers, musicians, actors, and directors. Yeah. Why is actors the only thing that only one of those terms that has a female counterpart? Actresses. That's a good question. That's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know. This is why you're the lyric guy. This is why this is why you have that job. We've unofficially given you that job. Yeah. You, know, I, I you notice these things on a first. Uh... But uh... <laughs> I can't say words, but I'm very good at. at, at organizing them in my mind for me it just takes an hour or so then i'm good (laughs) the fascinating thing about this fundraiser though was that the i mean all of the musicals were really great in fact that they could put together they had like four hours to write all this stuff and then another like four hours to learn it and the talent that learned it did a great job also some of the talent was uh one of the gentlemen who i met was josh lawson he's known for being on house of lies he plays um doug on house of lies but um, it was just it's really fascinating. It was a lot of fun, and this, the performances were great. There's actually a movie who I met the director of, but I'm not going to remember their name, um, called One, One Night Stand, which I actually want to watch with you guys. It's a documentary of the 24-hour musicals, one of the earlier ones. Um, and it, it's just a documentary showing the pressure of them having to write these things, learning the stuff. It's really, really, really interesting. I heard One Night Stand, and I immediately thought comedic romance. And I was going to be kind of weirded out if, if Matt was all like, I really want to watch it with you guys. No, it's... it's <laughs> Together, under yeah. the moonlight. Yeah. No, it's a we'll pop open a bottle of wine. <laughs> a, a, a good no. port. You know why it's I like... keep doing this? Because I'm pissed off that you got to meet Ben Folds. That's fair. All right? So we have to troll a bit. We have to, it's, we it's have to troll. We have to belittle what you've done. It, it is valid. It goes with the territory. You it's fine. Yourself. I did still get to shake his hand, so it's fine. Oh, man. What, remember what I told you? Yeah. We can't repeat it on air because there was a lot of curse words. Um, anyway, this move, week. Wait. Oh, this week. something else. 
The lists. I'm sorry. Never I'm is. sorry. I have things to say. You guys can put together things to say. I said Plus, things. you guys yammer on during the album review when I just go, it sounded nice. No, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're welcome for that. That's, uh... Yeah, that's, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, this Thursday um, at the Waystation, Painless Parker and the Wasties will be performing at 8 o'clock. Um, go check it out. Great live music. Um, Waystation actually has been doing live music almost every day of the week. We're hoping to do a live podcast there sometime in July. I'm in talks with the owner, Anders. Um, and also, last Sunday, I got to see Nerd Cabaret, which is a nerdy cabaret show they put on on the Waystation. It was all about space. 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 And space. by the way, I was sitting in the space. front row yelling, space, space, space. space. Ooh, I want to go to space. 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 That's a lot of space. I'm so proud of you, son. You're space. Space. I'd be stuck in Carl Sagan mode the entire time. But they did, Carl Sagan. Oh, we're made of too. stardust, man. Stardust. But anyway. Um, no, we are made of stardust. I think is what you mean to say. <laughs> no, you see, the, I'm not Carl the, Sagan. The entire second act of oh. the show was a musical homage to Star Trek. Complete with costumes and everything. It was a lot of fun. Ooh. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Which word? Which word? Homage. No, I used it correctly. You yeah, sure? no, that, that was quite correct. Yeah. You didn't see it? I don't know if it was an homage. That's true, I don't. Damn it, you're getting me today. Do you have anything else? Me. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything else to add to the class? John, I hope you die in a fire. That's not really adding to the class. That's lowering the class. <laughs> anyway. This, is, um, why we just, this, is, this why... is why we don't say anything. We just we reserve this spot for you. Matt's things to say. But I'm still a little one, pissed one day about I'm gonna the whole like thing. Yeah, I'm going to well. put like little split markers like on our search bar. You can actually just go past the things to say and cut to the album review. Which would be now. Are you done? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Which would be now. Okay. <laughs> Today's pick is oh, Matt. The Invisible Way by the band Low, a personal favorite of mine. They were introduced to be my old friend, uh, who I once considered an expert in 90s alt. But beneath the ever-vague supergenre of alt, there are other words to describe the band's slow, dedicated, grungy sound. One which I find to be the most descriptive, if not to the band member's consent, and hint it's not grunge, that is Slowcore. A name that could describe other turn-of-the-millennium artists such as Red House Painters, Sun Kill Moon, both, both featuring Mark Kozilek. Anybody familiar? Nope. Too bad. Name's over my head. I love it when he goes, anybody? Anybody? Bueller? He has a Bueller. Ben Stein moment. It's yeah, I, I do have that, yeah. Anyway, a derivative of the term slowcore, which I never hear used except for low, is sadcore. Sadcore? Presumably with the whole language. Isn't that semantics at that point? Probably. Well, that, no, no, no. I'm not getting this genrefication here. Sadcore no. sounds that. like the worst porn ever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Moving forward. My curiosity is peaked. <laughs> it involves crying and clowns. That's what I could think of. Oh. Well, in any case, <laughs> I, I, I would presume sadcore is probably languid, grungy, and what the hell, clowns, clowns and porn, whatever, anyway. The fact of the matter is that amidst this whole dour grit found in the earlier work, there's a never-breaking backdrop of folk in Lowe's work, which is where this album, Invisible Way, has seemed to place its sole emphasis. What kind of folk? John, you said southern folk. But if there is a distinct difference, and I think there is, it's actually Midwestern folk. They're from Duluth, Minnesota. And they're avid churchgoers, devout Mormons, 
and their music typically harkens back to themes of home, spirituality, and former issues with drug use. So, welcome to that mixed bag. It certainly I did, was. I didn't tune out, but that was a lot of information. I know. We're gonna re- we're gonna revisit some of this information. Well, you're welcome to pick from the bag. Not the clown stuff. That's we won't my go little, back to the clown stuff. Intro. Please, please I'm doing mind. intros now. Whoa, the because invis- intros are cool. Yes, they are. The Invisible Way. The Invisible Way. I don't think you even named the album yet. No, I did. He oh, did. He did. He I did. Man. That was in there. See, you need to process this information. You need to. You need to soak it in. And absorb it. If so, you put it to the beat, I'd get it on the, the first. Exact thing. I'd get it on the first repetition <laughs> so, if you put it to a beat. <laughs> Be a sponge. <laughs> first so the, track. The first track is called "Plastic Cup." Um, like as far as what I get from it, I mean, so this was this album was actually kind of difficult to emotionally peg. There were moments, but overall, it was kind of boring or had boring moments this is not that's kind of why i gave the intro that i did because sadly this is somewhat removed from a lot of what they previously do it's their 10th studio album so they've done it a lot already 10th 10th and they've done 10 eps also jeez that's a lot of albums yep that how long have they been around for uh first album was either 93 or 94 oh okay yeah, they were totally of that whole 90s era, so, yeah. which is why I, I feel like this might be the sign that this Could album... Could be dated, that too, yeah. It, it's, well, that their style may be dated, so they decided to stick with what's safe, which is, as I said, folk. This is really just a plain folk album. Yeah, I'm not I, sure I, I'm can, more inclined, I can push this into the same genres that I said before. But I'm more inclined to respect a band that latches onto the old and does something with it than to just bail on it. I actually am quite inclined to agree with you. Like we, that's like, one of the main problems I had with this. Album. Like when we talk when we talk about bands living in the past or living in the '90s. I mean, Eve Six was a big one where they at least embraced that they were '90s. They knew it was a time capsule album, and so they did something with it. At least you know they kind of did a little bit with it. Whereas this is kind of departing from their sound. I wouldn't say departing. I would say they stripped an element. Oh, all right. That's, that's what I said. That there's a backdrop, a never breaking back backdrop of folk. Just at the little bit other low that you did showcase for me. I gave a little play. I have to say the instrument composition does seem to have been dumbed down in favor of a more folky tune. Yeah. I um couldn't agree more. All right, well, that. let's get into the first track, which uh, Plastic Cups kind of had this kind of mellow. It had a, a good beat. It was kind of cozy and dour and kind of just... Kind of mellow. I mean, mellow. That word dour. Yeah, we use mellow. I'm going to use mellow a lot to describe this album because it. I mean, it it really does describe quite a bit of it. This song. I'm not sure if the song itself was a depressing theme, or if I was getting depressed by the way they were making this song because I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, It's also first instance I really had of low lyrics, and I came to realize very quickly, low lyrics don't matter. Low lyrics. I had to do it. Okay. Low, lyri- <laughs> low lyrics don't matter. They are used as a way oh. to project vocals. That I completely disagree with. That is No, no, no. Maybe in so- a couple of the songs that you happen to note, but I think to project vocals, they're very static no, no. vocals. I would refute Maybe that Parker- on several songs. Mm, all right. Alan Sparhawk is is Yeah, when he's, he's the singing, lead vocalist first. When of all. he's singing 
There is more Mimi Parker here than there is Alan Sparhawk. True. Um, which is rare for their discography, since she's typically the backup vocalist. And I think she's a wonderful backup vocalist. But it is Would true you... that when you place her in the front, it's not that it's bad. It's actually it used to be a nice change of pace. Now I'm there not. There was too sure. much of it on this record. I just felt like she's not a bad singer, but I like the male vocalist better. That's I the just, thing. I, I feel like he has a lead. little bit more emotion in, in his voice. It's different than, than voice, like, yeah. I mean, like there are vocalists who switch off and usually if they're on par, then it's not a big deal. I mean, I can't think of a better example, so I'll just go with Blink, who both have two mediocre singers who switch back and forth. They're mediocre? Not, I'm being I nice. even, Yeah, that's really but, nice. But they're, both, <laughs> but they're both of the same skill levels vocally, so when they switch back and forth, it's not really right, that big you don't, of a deal. No, exactly. It's just they're both kind of, okay, great, they're switching well, back and forth. Well, I had usually chopped it up to difference. artistic choice, which depends on the mood that they're going for. I just don't think it was... I, I didn't see that here in this album. Previous... Uh, tracks uh, previous albums i could see it uh the track shame I, I definitely saw it there i think there was something about her steady unwavering sorrow there that just made that song all the more kind of depressing which is really what made it good to me right. but here it seemed that they were using her mostly for happier songs which happy for low which is not saying much but you know i want to i want i don't expect it I want to try to convey how I, I view these lyrics. Okay, here's a metaphor. Don't shoot me. <laughs> a, we'll say a, a more a more going back to our discussion a few weeks ago. Generally, lyrics tend to be painting a picture. Usually, you're going to hear something in a very coherent styled picture. Anything from you know happy little trees to starry night, like a full whole done piece with a lot of intricate choices in colors or cubism or all sorts of random things. Hmm. Lowe seems to paint their lyrics with large brushstrokes. That's how they do it. Sweeping lines. So when I say lyrics don't matter, I mean the words are unimportant. It's the conveying of the meaning. Whether you're using reds, blues, greens, or intricate coloration, it's the stroke of the brush, not the pigment. Steve, Get ready. That may have been the best point you've ever made on the podcast to date. I'm so proud of myself. That, 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 that was a fair assessment. That yeah. is the perfect assessment of low lyrics. I, I really could not say that any better myself. Which is what uh, I mean. I can throw away my second page of notes. Okay, so <laughs> when I say the lyrics don't matter, that's what I mean. Uh, that All right. And the funny thing is, a lot of times, that's why you're the lyric guy. Because, I defi- because I'm looking to music first, that's usually what I get out of lyrics a lot of the time, is those brushstroke moments, which is like, y- you get the gist of the song. It's not right. necessarily about every single line for me. It's not about the, uh, you know, the blunt meaning, I guess, as it were. Right. It's well, more about the general conveyance of mood. Well, mean, mean, which is why single lines will grab me more than the overall meaning. This is a good example of that. Also, meaning in, meaning in this record, I mean, 
trying to pick up an emotional feel from this record was difficult because also sometimes the lyrics didn't really match up with the emotion of the song. The beat and the the sound conveyed one feeling while the lyrics really conveyed something else, which is why I would mention how the song made me feel and John would go, but actually it's about this. That happened a lot on this record. Yes, there was a definite... I won't say discrepancy, but it's the most appropriate term between no, yeah. between That's lyrics, a, yeah, music, and emotional conveyance. There was a lot of back and forth. There was forth, a lot of unhinged, which and actually, mismatch. for me, hurt me in a lot of songs. Specifically, we're gonna go back into it because we're talking about songs. Plastic cup, plastic cup. The beat was kind of depressing. The vocals weren't. It didn't quite hit me, right? Well, this is. This is at least typical of Low in terms of they pick a vamp, they stick with it. They have a brief build-up, and then it returns. Yeah. Abruptly. That, that's a very typical, I'd almost call it like a ternary layout of a, of a Low song. But uh, it's true that a lot of their power for me relies in their ability to convey a singular, brutal force emotion which I didn't see in no. this track necessarily. There were there were there were some tracks later in the record that got closer to that, but yes. this, this track definitely didn't have that yeah. at all. But on the on the plus side, this track didn't necessarily bore me. This I no, it, yeah. I think it was a passable intro. It was a, it was entertaining. It, it, it had like I said it was mellow. It kind of had a cozy feel. For low, this is a single. For low. It had yeah. a cozy feel about the fall of mankind and how they think a plastic <laughs> cup you peed in was the Cup of Kings. I mean, that, which well, is weird. See, That's what I, I mean. I'm it's not weird. Gonna, I'm not going to necessarily, because that goes with what you said before, I, I'm not honing in on that necessarily. But it's hard for me to unhear I, the words. I accept that. In the same way that it's hard for me to, you know, break away from music, it's hard for you to break away from And I can't lyrics. just ignore a certain feel I get from the song, even if the lyrics don't match up. Well, aren't we just in our element? Apparently. Now, this, this Speaking of elements... Of, Let's move on to uh, Amethyst, which is the second track. I'm making that sort of a segue joke because it's rock and things like that. We got it. The um, elements of this track. Is piano, it rock or jewel? The piano and drums. Jewels are rocks. And there were two yeah, pianos, which, were, which was beautiful. <laughs> two pianos. Oh, wow. The drum-piano-backbeat pair was a beautiful dark undercurrent. You got a kind of lonely, melancholy feel from this song. It was talking about a cave. It was conveying cave. It was conveying enclosed, claustrophobic, dark. It was beautiful that way. Now we're getting out of our elements here, because I'm about to quote a lyric. The color bleeds and fades to white, what used to be a violent mind. I don't know why I love that lyric. Yeah. I just, I do. (laughs) I did not enjoy the real lyrics. I enjoyed the vocals. I did not enjoy the lyrics, because there was like eight of them. There was like eight lines. Well, um, and they took about two. And a, they took about two and a half minutes to sing maybe a dozen lines. Well, I'm gonna say this for the track though. This actually was a this was a big step up from Plastic Cup. Oh, oh yeah, definitely progressive. Am I using the word right? I wouldn't refer to any of Low as progressive. No, uh, as in the music progressed, Progress. not progressive genre. Progress style. where? Where did from, they go? <laughs> from from your tiny little cave to. I guess exploration of the outside, or spelunking. Are you saying I'm that? Go, I'm gonna go with spelunking. Yeah, but, like, I, but but as much as that may describe many other low tracks, I don't see it in this one. I felt like this one was a fairly static track, no. but it was. It 
it, it, it did kind of grab me the, emotionally. Especially the uh, primary piano, which was on top, overlaid on top of the, uh, the 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 drums and piano work. Well, that was the big. That was there. that was yeah. really beautiful, and it evolved throughout the album. Uh, throughout the album, throughout the song. Piano. I don't know. You heard two pianos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, either that or two very disjointed hands playing piano. It's funny because usually, I mean, the piano was one of the first well, things were, I noticed there... in this track, but it didn't. It wasn't there. It wasn't there throughout. Yes. It would come in yeah. through interludes. Yeah. And that's really where it shined. The rest of the time, you're dealing with Mimi Parker. It did. No, no, it did play behind the vocals as well. I picked that up. Oh yeah, actually, it did accentuate certain traces. That's true. I, I as, actually um as far as tracks go, this was definitely a step up from the first one. Yeah, and the intro the intro alone, I think, reels you in on a, on a more emotional level than absolutely. And, yeah, it was clear that this was a very uh, had a very strong emotional state from the beginning. Yeah. This had but potential. It, still wasn't, it had potential to establish something, but it didn't really like it, like it had the potential, but never really got there. Yeah, you felt something, but it it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as powerful. As some of the it the, wasn't. Fear. It wasn't. It was, it was kind of the problem. Is the it emo- was dark melancholy. Yeah. The it problem a, is it, it conveyed an emotion that isn't very strong. It's just kind of subdued. Yeah, and, but it did it exceedingly well. It did. I it, will say, I felt it felt like a rainy day. Yeah, like uh, a true. It I'll truly that. felt I'll like a rainy that. day. I'll definitely buy that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to so blue, where unfortunately this build didn't really last. So Blue, had yeah. a, it had a nice intro in the beginning. You kind of got this triumphant feel from the song and the sound. A little more upbeat. Yeah, there was a swelling, but then very quickly it became very p- repetitive. And, and I kind of started to get bored. I want to put it out there that as a rule of thumb with Lowe, the repetition does not bother me. Because as I said, there's usually a very powerful emotion to go with it. There's something, there's some kind of uh, crooning... Uh, grit as i said that just accompanies the repetition but in this it, case there wasn't there wasn't yeah and you know, a lot of that repetition in, pre- in other tracks uh their previous work it would fall in the beginning of tracks yeah it here it was towards the movie. end yeah here it's it, meant to leave me on a note and it and it except it, it no 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 it it's, just repeated it started that. on the note and kept the note and i felt <laughs> like while the melodies <sighs> very meh I wasn't thrilled. Yeah, I didn't. It the didn't grab chorus, me. not the chorus. What's the word I'm looking for? Verse. Thank you. You're welcome. The verse I enjoyed. Like I felt like there was a disconnect between the self harmonization, um, and the melodies. But the verse, and it had some pretty lines, which is where they're starting to refine their brushstrokes. And into the air we take a chance. Can no longer bear to miss the dance. Just. Not a lot of it, but true poetry starting to come out in the words. And she's got a lovely voice for this short. See, yeah, it works. That's style. Thing. It's a very contextually based thing. It works for this track. But so but even blue was repeated. I know. Yeah, it, it so seems, many times. It seemed, oh my god! Um, it's, it seems a little shallow to harp on that thing, but it's something I can't look away from. I didn't feel that that. It's not like you know the grab a chorus, sing na 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 at the end of Hey Jude kind of. Uh, I can give it perfect. I didn't like. A part of me thinks that maybe they wanted to reach a uh, a mediocre peak no. and leave you there after it is called so. Blue. It was attempting to become tantric in style. Uh, you're gonna have to elaborate on that one. Okay, yeah. we know. Uh, I know what tantric means. But I I don't need to know how you how you mean it. It's they tried that. 
during these these uh, uh, melodies, reaching a climax, but not quite reaching it, bring it back down, but not bring it back down all the way. Reach a height, level out. Reach a height, level out. Reach a height, level out. Continuously. Quite literally tantric. That is quite literal. Yes. Yeah. That's... All right. That's why I said it. You take, like, awesome pills today. Your your points are a little little, uh, on the mark. It's starting to make my words. My words are good. Um, Yeah, I just... The track, it it kind of did eventually just kind of plateau and become kind of repetitive. Like, an example of how a song is repetitive and it wasn't awful was when it was catchy. Like, we liked Now by Paramore because it had that stuttered chorus. So even though she repeated it four times, it was that kind of groove that kept us interested in it. Whereas this, exactly. it just was drawn out, long, repetitive, boring by the end. <laughs> I could totally co- do a total cop-out on this song. I mean, yeah. I, there's a joke that I used to make about Low that uh, they never used to exceed, or they never should exceed, uh, 100 BPS in the metronome. And this one they did. <laughs> so they must be like 110, so um, I reject the song on those grounds alone. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. Oh, uh, man. Moving on. I kid. Actually, I like the beginning of the track. It's the end. It started like. okay. It just it it's, was disappointing by the it's, end. It's the end. But, yeah. So then we get to track four, which is Holy Ghost. So this was Holy Ghost. I enjoyed. It wasn't bad. It, it was, was sweet. It wasn't. It, it wasn't anything like. Define sweet. It was all right. Much, yeah, I'm being a little gentle. It was there. much heavier in the folk musical aspect uh, than the previous tracks. It really made that element the forefront which i found it to be a little bit lighter on the other aspects of low oh actually that's a another good point stop it all right well and the also thing is, no, this ahead. made me realize that mimi's voice really relies on the strength of the melody mm-hmm. it was powerful in this particular track it was powerful in shame going back several albums yeah that that's a perfect example of where she shines as the lead vocalist but a lot of times, low melodies can be a little bit meandering when they're just trying to set a tone. In those cases, I want to hear the intricacies of Alan Sparhawk. I don't really, like, Mimi, she, she's a great back, back vocalist, uh, backup vocalist in those cases. But, yeah, right. you know. Well, this is one of the but first... But this is a good example. That's the, one, that my point. And this is one of the first tracks on the record where the lyrics, the melody, and the emotion really came together. It was clearly a, a kind of sort of depressing song about mourning and coping and moving on, but it wasn't so overwhelmingly, crushingly depressing. It was just kind of getting through, wanting to deal. And that's the element that I think was sweet. It's not yeah. necessarily the, uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily the the topic itself. Obviously, the topic is is on the depressing side, as yeah. most of their themes are. But th- it's their delivery. Yeah. Their delivery is sweet. It's not as, uh, I, I guess, it's not as you know, high minded. Yeah. So to speak. I would like to cite a song that I found the emotions to be extremely similar and immediately Here we go. while the songs are <laughs> separate and quite different in style I just saw a complete parallel in the emotions and that is Helpless by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young which is exactly what it says. It's a melodic song about truly feeling powerless in life. I got that same feeling from this song. Just not as strongly. I felt it was a little bit lacking in that I respect. I heard that track, point blank. Cannot say the same for me. Which, perhaps you're looking at some specific part of the song a little bit more in depth, but the overtone of that, it's hard for me to ignore the gap uh, in genre here. 
I mean, they were I can jam understand band. that. They're a jam band. It, great band. Uh, great instrumentals. Great solos. They have solos. That itself is so different like, than this. Okay, I, no, that, no, no, no. This I, is from the 60s. Everything was a solo. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, chill-out music on a whole nother level. Low is chill-out. It's like a command. It's not just, hey, you know, enjoy yourself. You know. Yeah, well, and that just... was evident in some of these songs. That kind of chill-out, overwhelming chill-out vibe. Exactly. Um, moving on to... Okay, chill-out. Waiting. Yeah, here's a, here's a chilling song. So this song is like the embodiment of acceptance and patience and just kind of mellowing out. Just letting it come. And well, it was so out. mellow, I nearly fell asleep. Yeah. This now, was the first song I gotta say was boring. I, yeah. It was the first one that I said was boring as well. Yeah, I, I agree. can't even deny that. It was, and, and it's a shame because like I felt the acceptance and patience, but by the middle of the track it was so overpowered by boredom and I don't know that that's what they were going for they didn't probably want you to be which bored is, uh, no which is a shame. I actually reject that 100% you think I believe they did? they did want us to be bored it's waiting it's not just it's waiting but also the whole theme of the album up until now I think has been building we are building an arc it's a it's not a musical arc for, per se although you could because it's more folk oriented you have that going for it but thematically we have themes of redundant much we're moving towards something that we don't know what it is okay it's direction without direction life moves along even though you don't know where to be you don't know where to go you don't know what to do this is what i see with most of these tracks and i feel that i kind of wish i used to take philosophy with you because my professors would have tore you apart for saying something like that how so you're being too ethereal. Get a little more concrete, because I'm starting to lose this. Direction without direction, you're flowing. I think you're trying to say time is a river. We're moving through it. I don't know what you're trying to get at here. Okay, we're all going to die, right? Yes. You know we're all going to die. Yes. You don't know when, and you don't necessarily know what the meaning of life is. Okay. That's it. That's, oh, that's it? That's it. Ooh. It's a general one. I know it's general. That's a really way, a little way too the general. The invisible way. This is a general statement. Oh, and you know what? I don't think that's strong enough. That's not nearly strong enough. For a theme, we've had thinner. We have we've had We've had, had so much themes. thinner. Yeah, but we chewed them up for those thin themes. Um, I usually do chew on the lack of, uh musical arc but in this case and eh, i don't know like the fact that they're building toward a more folk but uh, 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 this is kind of a spiritual album to some extent the it, fact that they're i know that they are very they're very mormon let's put that there put it that way <laughs> I, I refuse to forgive though even if they're going for boredom i refuse to accept that i reject it I don't want to be bored. No, oh, I'm, okay, I'm not disputing that. Okay. I'm going back to the song. I, I did not find to get too much out of the song individually. Not you, know what, you know what song did boredom amazingly? What? Long View. The Long <laughs> View by Green Day. It's a song about masturbation. And it's a repetitive bass line. And it's... and it's a song about being bored. Yeah. And it was a great entertaining song. Okay, fair enough. I wasn't bored during and, it. First of all, I, I guess what you could say is I, I don't go... 
to low to be bored. Some people, although I, it's very easy to see how low could bore a lot of other people. Sure. But I'm not saying that low bores me. I'm just saying this track This did. track does, I mean, it's right. not Which is a shame. That's that's a problem. It had some of the better male-female harmonies and some of, in my opinion, more interesting lyrics. Okay. I could see that. I, here's mm. one, one line that really stood out to me. I see beyond the smile. Cheat and lie. I'm not blind. Suicide. Still, I'll be here tomorrow. I mean, there's some imagery here. Yes. I'm enjoying this. I'm latching on to it. The music is droning. You don't feel that that connects in some way? Because it sounded mu- like it you just t- speak, spoke toward my point a little bit. No, no, no. The music part of it actually kind of... It, it, it droned a little bit too much. Too much. No, I agree. But I'm saying thematically, I think that was very much intentional. Up until this point, I'm seeing with... that considerably. I'll concede the point. I don't I, think it was necessarily the best direction for this album. That's what I said. <laughs> so we're all agreeing, agreeing emphatically. Great, moving on. Clarence White. <laughs> Clarence White track six is my favorite track on the record. It Not is mine as well. My second Musically favorite. Musically speaking, this is an entertaining track. Oh, it was great. It, was, it wasn't just entertaining. It was it, just it, too short sly of funk. Like, it could have been funkier. I don't know. I, I don't know if I said the funk. I don't know. If... But it was, it, it's the rhythmic style yeah. that, that you're presented with. It's, I enjoyed the guitar. Jazz, I think, not funk. I can't uh, even say jazz. Hornless jazz. It was more now, like... I'm on the verge of saying this is genreless. That's fair. But it had a march... That's no, not fair. We gotta come up with a genre. It had a marching beat. <laughs> it kind of this, this invoking of moving forward. It had a great outro. Great piano work. It was just this kind of moving forward song, which is what you needed after waiting. I enjoyed waiting. the way that the guitar kind of soloed along that that steady rhythm, mm-hmm. but it it kind of meandered across. And it, it had wasn't the, it, it wasn't evolved. it wasn't steady itself. It it evolved. It changed. It was fluid. But that beat was constant, and it drove exactly. the song. That's and a good example of what I want out of a low song. This, There's yeah. a drone there. It this sets had, it sets a mood. This had. In the best possible way. Modest mouse type of way. Nonsensical lyrics. I enjoyed these lyrics. Oh, now you enjoy them, huh? This, <laughs> it, there's a certain... This was the full tongue-in-cheek. This was the part where they actually did the joke. I mean... Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry, I'm doing it there. Only because in this particular case, the lyrics are somewhat of a non-entity. Exactly. I mean, I, I the music is what grabbed me, and the lyrics were... Me too. They were... Uh, I barely paid attention to the lyrics exactly. and, of the song. Great outro. That's that's something oh, I, have the to, I have to keep referencing. Fantastic. First but, time I really enjoyed the outro. Actually, yeah, there, there haven't been too many strong outro moments until this point. But if I was going to pick one single thing about this track that I completely loved and would probably set it as the high point of the album for me, it would be the chorus at the end where Alan Sparhawk repeats... At what he sort of wails in this qual I, I can't even describe how much I love his voice at that particular moment. It it defines everything I love about his voice, about the passion that Lowe has the capability of delivering. This was the first song that you really made you feel this kind of and it was I mean, it was a perfect follow up to Waiting, but Waiting was still not a great song. The lyric was I know I shouldn't be afraid and it's yeah. just the way that he sings that. It, Something that can't be described. It pushes that moving. Mo- it, it, it pushes that moving forward mentality. This 
you must go on kind of feel. Yeah, and there was an ominous quality to it. It's like, you yes. must go on, but perhaps there's not good things in your future. Yeah. And, and uh, one again, not... I think that speaks to the theme. <laughs> well, yes, there was something that wasn't very good in the future. And well, that this was, was a plot point, at least. Yes. Because it actually says this time, not just that you don't know where you're going, but there may not be good things. And the bad thing was four score. Next at track. I thought this track brought absolutely nothing to the album. It was dull. It's a lazy track. I not mean, even boring. It was dull. not a lazy track. It had a lazy melody. Yeah. This is that meandering melody that I'm. That you're not exactly sure where it's going. Um, this is a sad moment where I don't even remember who sang it. Oh yeah. I don't think it. Uh, it was just one of those. I think that the female vocalist did a lot of singing on this track, if I remember correctly. It but, was. It was <coughs> mainly. I mean, her. it was kind of pretty, but it was very boring and lazy. It was just. No, you said it right. Yeah. Dull. Yeah. Dull is a terrible word to use for any, anything artistic. Anything artistic. Because at least boring can be done in an interesting way. Dull, dull, dull is never done. Because that's the definition Didn't of dull. Didn't I make this same point like three podcasts ago and you vehemently disagreed? No, no. No, remember I said I... I it was something to the effect of I prefer... Uh, I prefer experimental or creative in versus boring. Versus boring, and you said the we other. We were way talking around. boring. I can get out of boring. Dull's different. I think the same thing. To be honest, I think now you're splitting hairs, and I'm calling you out on it. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're right, both fine. pretty. He agreed. All right, fine. fair no, enough. No, 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 no. I'll let you call me out on it. All right. You're both pretty, but I you... still think there's a difference. But yeah, dull. The song was definitely dull. And we don't have to explain just... anything else. I mean, there's really nothing to say about this song. That's the problem, too, is it just is so forgettable and not interesting. And again, I'm, I'm referencing their earlier work here. This has nothing to do with the overall tone here. In fact, if, if, there's, if there's a problem here, I think it's the fact that I, I think this was a little bit too content. And that may have been the exact problem. It could be, yeah. I could see that. But again, I just... Do you understand I... exactly what I mean by that, though? Considering the track that we just followed... Considering I know I shouldn't be afraid, but there's an ominous quality regardless. Considering that, why is the next track so content? Yeah, just it, please. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a flat message for me. Yeah, which it is, kind of kills the arc a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the, the song I actually would put it forth may not have been so dull, or we may not have called it out so much if it didn't follow that track. Which nothing could have lived up. This is that well, moment. It also nothing could have lived it up also proceeds just make it stop, which. I want to get into what it meant to me. This would no better follow-up, I'll tell you that. Matt Storm, yeah. completely different reaction. Yeah. I did not. At first. I really didn't enjoy this Let's track. Let's let Matt go first, then, in this case. Okay, fine, Matt, you so, go. So, uh, among... Uh, uh, listening to just the music first and not even paying attention too closely to the lyrics, I got this kind of feeling of panic or anxiety, rejection, which, I mean, is there... But, you know, I, at first I thought it was a very fearful song. But then after actually analyzing the lyrics and me and John talking it out, it, it was more about displacement and even your world falling apart around you. This kind of n not having a safe place. Now, the reason why we really analyze the lyrics on this one is because the lyrics are forefront in this song. They really don't take a backseat to the instrumentation unlike a lot of other songs, or even complement the instrumentation. They really are forefront. It This is a... Best way to describe it, it's a failed suicide attempt. That's really what this song is about. It's hectic. 
is fat. I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if you can go quite that far. What? I don't know. If, I don't think it has to be suicide. Uh, actually, the lyrics specifically state, I tied the rope around my neck, and later on she finds herself in a ten-foot hole trying uh, untying the rope after it snapped. I'd be very curious to know if that is true or not, but that could be metaphorical. I don't know if it's me- if it's metaphorical. It's a metaphorical failed suicide attempt. But that's the vibe I get off of this. Now, that's not necessarily bad. I just don't really feel it adds a lot. And the other issue I have in this, it's there was a lot of repetition in Just Make It Stop. And because of the how much of a forefront it was, I really didn't enjoy it in that respect. It wasn't complimenting the instruments. It was almost a pop-level repetition for me. Yeah, I can't go that far, but I, I'm inclined to actually agree with Matt on this one. Uh, this is... I, I think Just Make It Stop did work in terms of that steady panicky I, I i did feel the panic but i'm going to put it out there that i'm not sure it would be evident to everyone on the first listen this might be the kind of thing that does have that uh hidden meaning to it or hidden feeling exactly on a first listen you could just grasp repetition i mean that's i'm putting it out there that there's definitely people that might find that but in context of the album i think it really does work and would have worked up as a much better direct follow-up to clarence white oh yeah that might have been it I think the theme, yeah. uh, the emotional, uh, thematically, emotional... Thematically, I think this really works. I think this was a solid track, thematically. Um, musically, I'm split down the middle, to be honest. And I say that mainly due to her uh, vocals. She, this, this, this particular case, she was harmonizing over herself. I'm not sure I've ever heard them do that previously, or her do that. And... I just don't think it worked very well. That's the thing. I'm not sure. It goes back to the fact that she's a good backup, not a great lead. Exactly. And, like, that backup may have worked really, really well if there wasn't her again. You know, I'm... And also, the other thing is a lot of other artists can... They can cloud that behind production and whatnot. Or do something to the other... In this particular case, you, you, you notice within the first line that it's her over herself. She has a very distinctive voice in that regard. So, it's just two sort of static melodies over each other. I mean, eh, it's, it's, it's a strange choice, Yeah, I think. I think, I think this could have served, this could have been a duet. Yeah, oh, absolutely, I agree. I think it would have been better as a duet. Too. In fact, I could have definitely seen it as an alternating duet, not even a harmonized one. Then, the fact that Just Make It Stop is the beginning and end of every verse... Would work. Would have worked incredibly, actually. But I'll tell you this: going back to the theme, there probably was an artistic reason for her harmonizing over herself. Okay. It's a little bit of bipolarism. Yeah, but I still don't forgive. I think that goes back to what John said. Yeah, but again, no, no, I'm I, not I get cranky. Not, this, this is an album where I'm holding theme over music. The music is not grabbing me to the, yeah. to the extent they don't. It doesn't have the same passion that early Low used to have, but thematically it works. It's just. You know, one element versus another. Which were you going to favor? Eh. I'm not really favoring the... I'm listening to I'm music. I want to hear music. Exactly. Like, you exactly. know, that's the end all be all. It's just I worth have, saying. As an arti- artistic choice. Uh, next song is Mother. Is this the worst song? Uh, thematically... <laughs> thematically, yes. 
Now here's the problem. I don't know about musically. That. And Steve's speechless. He's really thinking about this one. This I don't know. Was, was another dull, boring. Yeah, song. and it was. I don't. I don't think this comparison within the realm of what we have discussed, and we make comparisons to what we previously talked about. So I'm referencing it when we did Green Day's third installment, Trey. There was a track. Now, I, I want to put it out there that I was not a fan of this album on many more levels, in fact, that I'm not quite a fan of this. Uh, but one of those tracks, I think there's a direct comparison. It was a track that Billy Armstrong had written to his daughter. Yes. Do you want to go into some details to what he was actually... Old enough message? to bleed. Old enough to bleed. There yes. you go. You could sum his it up. baby's all grown up and needs to learn the ways of the world because she's old enough to be a woman, so she's old enough to be hurt. There you go. That didn't work in the context of the... I found it to be a beautiful song, but yeah, you're right. It had no place on that no album. No place on that album. And I'm going to say the same for this. This is a sweet song. I, I, I'm... Song this is, is pure, called... Pure speculate. It's called Mother. Yeah, the song is called that? Mother. No. <laughs> we haven't. This is track nine, Mother. And yeah, it was definitely sweet, but again, dull, boring. It, this was made for one person, so that one person will probably really enjoy the track. Everybody else can take a rain check. And I'm fairly certain the mother is dead. It speaks to that in its tone and in the lyrics. It's very, it is very sad in that regard, because it's, it's hard to ignore that possibility. But, you know... I just oh. it's just the problem with a lot of the tracks on this record is I like art. I do. And I like I like when art goes in interesting directions, but I can't forgive when I'm listening to music if musically it fails because I'm listening to music. Low as a whole has always been a very that's that's very interesting you should make that point here because as a whole I would call Low to be a very uh very lyrically minded, very poetic yeah. uh band and very artistically minded in almost everything they do yet i feel that the music the musical element was very stripped here very yeah. stripped down to its basic components there's a lot of tracks here which i i struggle to call anything but folk even if it is their own brand of folk yeah um the other stuff remains the theme remains but it's true that that can't that doesn't hold the same water when you don't have the backdrop of music which right. as you just said is why we're here so it's um it's gonna hurt it. It's a shame though, because on the whole, I'm there's definitely a sweet, uh, nostalgic memory here. But as we've agreed in the past, that's not enough. It's not enough, especially but if it's very specific in this case. I want to put it out there that a special tear goes out to uh, Alan Sparhawk, if we're indeed correct. Hey, hey, what? remember about that folk? Oh yeah, it's back. Yeah, we go back on to my the... own. No, wait a second. That's not what you were supposed to say. You were supposed to say that halfway through on no, my no, own. No, 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 no. It actually this is two songs. disappears. This is two songs. Yes, it is two songs. On my own is two, gonna, two completely different songs. First yeah. half is folk, second half is grunge. Yeah. First half I liked. I enjoyed a lot. I felt like it actually worked in context of the album. And it displayed that kind of lonely feeling and it's... that on my own obviously is depicting. And it also spoke to what Steve just said about the lyrics, how they tend to be poetic, with lines like, How want turns to hungry, how hope turns to no, how fear turns to angry on my own. Beautiful. 
Yeah, and it's, it really and is. it's Solid. conveying it that and then uh, they, it's me against the world. I'm on my own. I'm all alone. Yes, feeling. it's 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 evolving, and then it turns into grunge. Not even. yeah, and it didn't even go from folk to grunge. This is actually the first track where I'd say their folk was more country than anything else. It went yeah. from country to grunge, which is uh, strange. And it went to like a minute and a half of instrumental as well, like that now, grunge part. This one we might be a little bit split because I actually enjoyed this, but I enjoyed it on the grounds that musically this was a breather for me. I had had enough of kind of your static, basic, um, passive listening folk music. I I wanted something. This was at least giving me something else. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it to the same extent as I did Clarence White, certainly. But I, I, I was interested at least. And for me, being not a previous Low fan, for me, knowing Low just no 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 no. no. This is not necessarily indicative of previous Low. But all they went into actually more grunge here than they used to. But what I'm trying to say though is, even still, regardless of whether this is indicative of old Low or not. I only know this record until after we listened to it. I only knew this record, and this was so divorced from the rest of the entire album that it just felt out of place to me and jarred me beyond enjoying it. This I, can, was, I can say it was odd. This is the someone killed the DJ moment of the album. Something great, awesome, completely misplaced. Yeah. It yeah, no, I can't. I can't really dispute this in any way. I just, just I'm just saying I enjoyed it independently. Yeah, yeah. And then my favorite part. The repetition of Happy Birthday at ad nauseum. At the end of the I don't the song. get it. Musically, I liked it. I th- I, I, if I'm that not sure been, I get it myself. If that We're had conceding been the album, defeat here. If that had been the album, something like that, probably would have been awesome. Probably would have been epic. But come on. Like, you're trying so hard to be deep and contemplative, and the grunge oh, ain't. Oh, I, I think that's a little harsh, the way you're putting that. Trying so hard to be deep and contemplative. Well, no, it's no. It's one line. It no, no, but I'm means, saying... It probably means something. Sh- just you don't get it off the bat. That's not... That's not a... I'm going into something here. This entire lobe seems to feed on contemplative. Uh, introspective. That's... Yes. That's their zone. This grunge bit is not. Random lines like Happy Birthday are showing esoteric. That's like the opposite theme of what they were going for. Yes. On this album? Yes. And in okay, and of on itself... On this album, sure. Yes. But also, I, I, I got I a nitpick here because of the exact point that you're making. You're trying to tell me that this grunge bit, but you're really just focusing on that lyric. No, the no, no. I'm saying is... as a whole. And the lyric is a part of this. The, the, the grunge is an explosion outward, which I don't really fit within the entire theme of the album. I could see if it was a culmination of the album, but on it my own, feels like it. On my own, you still don't think that thematically we've reached somewhat of a climax? Yes, but I don't think they did it the right way. I think this... The right no, way. No, so we're going no, back saying, to that word proper. No, no, I'm saying this grunge... nothing. I don't feel this grunge showcases it within the context of the album. I don't know. I really feel like it just... I think that I think that the experience is a bit of an ear sore, considering the, you know, the person who's only viewing it within the universe of this album. It's an ear sore, yes. Especially when your volume's all the way up because low tends to be quiet. Artistically, the theme that I think makes a lot of sense so far, I see it. I get it. Well, again, I will say again. This is very consistent with all that we've said so far. It's consistent with this uh, this album's theme, but. 
inconsistent with this album's yeah, music. Yeah, it's theme of having a good theme and having not the greatest music that they could have had. Right. And then we get to that. one of... Yes. Yeah. That. Pretty, mu- yeah. pretty much. I'm agreeing. There you go. My sure. Favorite, my favorite song. My favorite word. Two Hour sure. Knees? Did I write that down? Two Hour Knees. Two Hour Knees. Two Hour okay. Knees. This was the greatest exhibition of lyrics on the album. This striking to me. I love the imagery in this song. And my favorite line. And the love we all need. Once. Wait, what did I write down? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Uh, uh, this is the too little too late moment. I'm saying it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it definitely you. is. And it, I mean, it was pretty. I, it was slow, mellow again. And we're, we're, we're honing in on the depressing, but not so overwhelmingly miserable depressing. Just kind of sad. This is about love lost and never attained, and once attained. <laughs> How many other songs are about that? Huh? Well, yeah. no, this is the pursuit of love, and once you have it, you realize it's no good for you. Uh, if you see it. Loving the I'll wrong buy. thing. I mean, I could see that, but again, it's just like, yes, it's a pretty track, but it's another one of those pretty track tacked on on the end of an album yeah. to kind of punctuate it, and it doesn't work. It didn't have it didn't have the raw emotion that I'm looking for, yeah. as a lot of these tracks. Lack. Holy Ghost would have met would have been a better final track than this because at least that had a very strong emotional feel, whereas this was just kind of like meh, and it was too little, too late. This album. Just to begin the wrap-up, this album okay. inspired me to do something, which I actually put straight to you guys. I made a little playlist for you, because it made me want to go back and look at their original work and compare it and face value. You kind of went like this, look, look, they used to be so much better. It's not even a matter of better. It's not, it's not that I think that they've, like, you know, dipped in town, although it could be a, it could be a bit of a lazy spell. It, they're on their 10th album. Let's just be a little bit honest about this. It's a matter of... You, you guys understand what I'm talking about. When you, I mean, we've all been there with the purity of raw emotion. When you find that one song that just conveys it in all the three ways that we typically discuss. In yeah. its music, in its lyrics, and in just the general vibe. That, that both of the Why marriage... Don't you tell me about the loneliness from Flowbots. Yeah, loneliness from Flowbots. If, I mean, if that does it for you, that's one sure. song, yes. That hit all three chords. Affection uh, hit all three chords. Uh, yeah, affection. I mean, was one of those songs Paper that we Chase all agreed. hit every <laughs> three chords continuously. Ah, but that wasn't necessarily all of our tastes. Yeah, no, it's not our taste. But we but all agreed it that it was three. It hit the trifecta of of all right. And this is what I'm accustomed to Low doing, and I'm telling you that they seem to have been a little lazy with one of those elements. It, it, it'll feel. It'll. It'll feel my brunt. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's apparent here that, that there's something missing from what they used to do. And I mean, listening to the record as a whole, I was just, I was unimpressed, honestly, is the easiest way to express it. I was just unimpressed. I wasn't disappointed or, or upset by it. I was just unimpressed. I'm unimpressed by context. I'd still listen to this over a lot of other things. It's just, you know, you're comparing what you know. From a band that you love, it's that it's it, that old. Yeah, well, that you view gang. it a little different. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also want to put it out there that I saw Low in concert, and I, it was one of the one of the best experiences of my life. Seriously, this concert, it's people sitting down on the floor. They're not. There's, 
there weren't chairs. It wasn't a vet. It was a typical like a uh, Bowery ballroom type venue. I forget the guy. I think it was in Williamsburg, but it it wasn't people standing and huddled together in the front, you know, waiting to see, wanting to be right there and close to low. It was people on the sidelines. They'd pick a wall and they'd sit down with their significant other or even with their friend and just arm in arm, hold hands, cuddle. It was a nice experience. And there were tracks from their earlier work which just defined that whole entire experience. You wanted, They wanted to bring you into the emotion at that moment. I don't see them doing it with the tracks on this album. I agree. I'm glad I saw them when I did. Of the tracks you made me listen to, which I'm thankful you made me listen to, Embrace... Embrace by itself is a beautiful track. Embrace by itself was better than this whole album. That was off Trust 2002, I believe. And yeah. uh, uh, yes, Embrace. It, that they had a lot of tracks like Embrace. Lost is another one, which is my favorite so far. Shame, Shame actually has a bit of a thinner format, but I feel it does the same exact thing. This shows they can do repetition while still packing the punch. The fact of the matter is. I didn't see it in this album. I was gonna say I'm going to start with my rating yeah. here. I was just going to say not to burst bubbles. And I'm going we... to give it a straight up 3.5. Okay. 3.5. It's, uh, it's a very average album. I'm giving it a little bit of a plus for the theme that they were building. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to add to that. I mean, do you want to go into it next, John? Yeah. All right, good. Dispute? I will agree. 3.5. That is probably the most appropriate way for me to rate it myself uh i saw a little bit less of the theme but you know what the very fact that i was able to in something like holy ghost which i honestly until i made the connection to the tone of helpless i didn't like the track but once i thought i caught that it was able to connect me with one of my favorite music uh, my favorite songs of all time it's and powerful. there was in, there was instances here where I could go, oh well, that was just like that emotionally. I didn't feel it as deep, but I felt it. And while I, and I some of it I, bored, I it bored me. But you know what? It hit a couple of levels which I don't find in a lot of albums. Yeah, three five. Three five. Yeah. Yeah. Just above the the standard. I'm I'm like I said I'm I'm sticking there because of theme regardless because actually emotionally it, it did not pack the punch of their previous work. My so. problem with rating this record average or above average, I mean it's not below average. I mean obviously there's talent and skill here. But my problem with rating it above average is that you said already emotionally there wasn't much. There was some in places, but overall, meh, 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 you know. <laughs> well, look. We're speaking really generally, but, right? but, yes. but let me let's but, talk about specifics because I think we're we're doing that thing that we do. Well, my point is is that with this record for me is emotionally I didn't really connect with a lot of it. There were a handful of tracks that I did really connect with lyrically. You know, I mean, some was pretty, most so, really was not. And the theme, I'm sorry, but when your theme is stronger than your music and your lyrics. That's a problem for me. The reason I liked Paper Chase or didn't like Paper Chase but still found it favorable was because even though I didn't enjoy the music, it wasn't bad music. And the theme, the music, and the lyrics were so tightly knit that even though I didn't enjoy it myself, I could comfortably rate it higher because they work so well together. Whereas here, there's just such a deficiency 
in music, especially after listening to just a couple of their old tracks, I just feel like they phoned it in. And you've punished people for phoning it in before when you know they have the talent to do better. And that's so apparent here. That's true. So I can't rate it a 3.5. I can't rate it above average. Because to me, and it's on a different level, Hmm. but I punished One Republic, who I know has talent, because they have a talented vocalist who phoned in most of that record. Most of it. And then the music was subpar. You know, but there was catchiness. You know, by this account, we really gave... We, I keep going back to this. We gave Robbie Williams so much credit for the, for the thing that we only, we only think that... I believe that the message here in this album is at least more solid than what we uh, gauged from that Robbie Williams album. Yeah, but I'm I only actually, gonna I'm only gonna say but that. But I can much. right, but I connected with that album more and enjoyed it more. Which affects it a bit too. Yeah, I don't know. I think I enjoyed this at least on par. I mean, but that's musically speaking, but, but I still enjoy it. But good this folk is song but this that. is coming to taste, I think, more than anything else. And for me, I just I don't want to rate it above average because again, the theme is the standout feature and I'm listening to music. So right. for me, it's a three. And it's not because yeah. and it's not because it's terrible. It's just to me, knowing what low can do, this is average for low and for music. I couldn't agree more. So I, it gets a three from me. You know, I'll listen to a couple of tracks, but overall, the album is. There's nothing I hate miss. though. That's, that's no, no, one yeah. of the reasons to three five. There's nothing I. I it's still good for me. Nothing but, turned me off. Yeah. Not there's everything nothing, turned me nothing off. Nothing grabbed. There's, there's one track. I, I'm gonna say it straight out. There's only one track that I think was solid front to back, without Claire, being Claire boring, Toy. and that was Clarence. But one other things. A lot of the other tracks have question marks. Yeah. And so for me, that's why I think it's just perfectly average down the middle for me. Yeah. So, but, you know, I mean, and it's just one of those things where this this doesn't even think I get, give a fair representation of folk in general. I mean, music have, some music types have such strong stereotypes that I think this just kind of doesn't even support the folk stereotype much. Well, I'm pointing out all the question marks I put down on my page. Hey, <laughs> you put question marks. But that's speaking, funny. but speaking to stereotypes, I mean, speaking of stereotypes, yes, that's a that's a topic I wanted to bring to the table about uh, the amount that music can actually influence you, and the amount that it can influence other people to think one way or the other about music, which is going to speak to prejudices. But the particular reason that I invoke influence is because. And I'm going to throw out an anecdote here. I was watching a Law & Order episode, which it was a man who really vehemently disliked this painting. This painting was of a woman who had her hands cut off and her feet cut off, and she had no mouth. He found it offensive. A lot of other people found this offensive. Obviously, it, it, it hints to being fairly offensive to women, Yeah. although you could conceivably get other meanings from it, but still... It is what it is. In any case, there was a woman, a patron, who was defending this painting, and for that reason, this man got mad at her and thought that the appropriate course of action was to cut off her hands and her feet. And, of course, uh, it went to court, like things do. It's law and order. And much of the debate was, as if there was actually much of a debate here, it was um, pitching the First Amendment... The fact that this painting, regardless of whatever he thinks of it, has the right to be painted exist. and exist. And then the other side of this equation, which is, this painting did this to me. It made me do this. It made me lash out. 
And now I'm not saying I agree with that at all. I'm a big First Amendment guy in almost any sense, but it made me it brought to light the question that does exist. And people do seem to uh, make this accusation but, against a lot of music I, I, that metal bit... incites violence, that rap is all just sex and, and, violence. and violence and all that other stuff. There's Which big is... generalizations that people rap. make. Or that country is for hicks and people you wait, know, wait, wait, wait. Exactly. blow we'll, intelligence. We'll, we'll, we'll go through just the various genres, the not even the minor ones, the major genres that are attributed to have sex and violence. Rock and roll, alt rock, country, hip hop, R and B, rap, every type of metal. So the modern catalog. Yes, except for, <laughs> except for pop, which is now just labeled to have sex, you no for, violence. And you forgot punk. Punk is also violence. Punk. I said major. Oh, well, okay, pure fair. major. So everybody has said. Well, I'm not just doing this to be general. I wanted to go through our own prejudices here. Well, again, my big thing and the thing I hate about whenever this conversation comes up is, and it's come up in video games and literature also and all these other fields, is everyone wants to blame the content, not the people. Exactly. And, and I can't stand that because you know what? I listen to that same music that the, the kid who went to Columbine listened to and shot up his school. I the difference the is I didn't kill games? anybody. Yes. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand how a logical human being can make a connection that... On the face of it, we attribute that to a little thing called conscience. Yeah. Which is the ability to actually separate things and know the right from wrong, regardless of how you might feel about it. And it's it's clear that someone has to be have a mental issue or deficiency somewhere, psychologically, for this to influence them, quote unquote, finger quotes. There's also an accusation that could be made, just to play devil's advocate, that perhaps those people are a little bit more tied into the emotion than other people. It could be. There's definitely there's definitely cases where music has influenced movements. Yes, but still it didn't make anybody do anything that they wouldn't have already done, I don't think. Uh, hmm. See, now we get to play the historical game of yeah, what there's if a lot of history. that never existed yeah, yeah. or that did exist. Without the British invasion, the hippie movement never would have happened. I'd, and the hippie movement... I'd agree. And then there wouldn't have been women's suffrage, at least not at that time. There wouldn't have been the equalization of African Americans. Well, we had, women's, we had a women's suffrage with women, uh, the women's liber movement. Yeah, yeah that. Uh, the specifically, yes, you're right. We we wouldn't have the equalization of Americans without the British invasion. And you know, there's other stuff. I at least not at that time. Not I, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, but I think as humans, we would have moved towards that regardless. But I feel like it... It jumped the gun. It's significantly accelerated. Think of, This is why events. we view the 60s the way we do. This yeah, is why everyone sees the 60s as a, as a pivotal time. This is why every baby boomer will harken back to all the changes that were made. Because of the course of 10 years, let's face it, we a lot changed. The United States flipped as a nation on a huge amount of, socio, uh, of societal and political values. Sociopolitical, yes. But it's still, I mean, so you're saying that, I still don't know that I can agree with that 100%, because again, again, I don't believe music can make you do something. I believe it can, in, it, it can inform you and maybe enhance a decision, will, but not make you do something. I think it depends on the person. It take, again, going back to the 60s, 
there were people that did not go to the protests. There were people that, there's still today, people choose to stay home. People choose sometimes just not to act or not to, not to take things too seriously. But that, that's it right there. It's, it's, the music itself is, like you said, it is, it, it's there to, it's not there to tell you to do something. But it is, once no. it exists, it has the power to do something for a huge variety of people. The word you are looking for is catalyst. Catalyst. Art for mankind's history okay. is a catalyst but, in our society. But then to that extent, the catalyst, it sparks something existing. It doesn't create something. It, it sparks something already existing in a form. If you already have a mental instability and you already are thinking about killing someone and then you hear something that sparks it, that I'll agree. But again, that still doesn't fault the fact that you had the issues in the first place. Oh, I'm not saying that it is the yeah, It's not a getaway a free card. That's, yeah, sure. that's, what, what, that's the point I'm making. But it doesn't. It still does something. Yes. I'll, I can agree you with that. You cannot blame. I, you can't blame and only attribute the movement of the 1960s or the Columbine shooting or anything from the most terrible to the most righteous as being influenced by one sole piece of art or one sole event. World War II was not about the assassination of the Archduke. There was a series of events, but there are certain things that trigger it. Tell us, yeah. You know what it is? It's personal flaw versus society's fault. Yeah. That's a lot of And also is. the problem with society is there's always extremes black and white. And it's not black and white. It's gray. There's a, it's a mixture of a lot of things that cause things to happen. Well, that's why there are stereotyping in music. Well, That's why when you look at... That's why uh, now that we've addressed the 60s... I, all right. All right. Wait, wait. I you finish done. your point. Finish your point. The, the stereotyping in music, such as all rappers are gangstas with gats who treat women poorly and do drugs and shoot people. That's a black and white statement that you get from the individuals who have never looked at rap from a purely... uh, uh, Well, there's an old thing that goes rap, I think, is walk a mile in my shoes. Uh, There was a lot of people that defended the work of Biggie and Tupac, because they grew up in that environment. The yeah. environment that was a lot of gangs and violence. And obviously they were trying to say something about that. But you can't deny that in that particular case, the stereotype had a sense of truth to it. But and that's the gray area that I wanted to talk about today. But also, also for like Tupac, for example. Not all rap, for sure. But later in his career, like he did rap about the violence of his past and the things he went through. But also later in his career, he rapped about making a change and improving the world. Exactly. And so it can, it can exist in the stereotype, but also supersede it and surpass it. Right. It's people who also, you know, they take out a, a lyric and then all of a sudden that lyric will encompass the song for them. Even if it was said tongue-in-cheek or ironically... And honestly, this is why, even though I like it as a genre, nerdcore rap is a very limiting genre. Because you're saying, okay, it has to be nerdy to be nerdcore. And I actually inter- had interviewed Schaefer the Dark Lord, who kind of got his, like, yeah, is if, associated if, if with If it isn't them. nerdcore, then what is it? Well, let me finish my sentence. So, Schaefer the Dark Lord, who's a friend of MC Frontalot, who's a well-known nerdcore rapper, when I mentioned, so do you consider your nerdcore, yourself nerdcore, he said, well, I attribute some of my 
success or popularity nerdcore. I'm not nerdcore because I rap about other things too. And that, that that's exactly it. If, if you're a nerdcore rapper but you stop rapping about nerdy things, then what are you? You know? Wiz Rock. Wizard Rock. Um, the, it also has stereotypes <laughs> associated with it. Right. The reason I'm bringing this up is I dare you, the listener, anybody, to listen to like Oliver Boyd and the Remembrals. Uh, songs like Bridge to the Other Side, which is not a nerd song. It's I, an incredibly... I famously pointed out that that song is about mourning and loss, period. It, it's about Sirius Black specifically. But I didn't feel that to the same extent that you did. Correct. That is actually a case where it's hard for me to separate the theme from the, uh, from the emotion. Okay. The theme is there, and yeah. the theme is a part of the whole entire genre. It's well, that... That's kind of like what you said before with nerdcore. There, I feel like there are prerequisites, whether you ignore it or not. Right. And then there's also people that go up there and make fun of a rapper like Will Smith because he's rapping about uh, "Be Good." Yeah, you know, doing and people make fun positive, of him yeah. for, I guess for, I mean, artistically you could say because he's not being ironic because he's saying being straightforward. But there's people that just. Take it out of context to be, oh, well, he's not he's not a true rapper. Uh, he doesn't emphasize the genre. A great example of that also, with rap specifically, is on the new Macklemore and Ryan Lewis record. There's a song called Same Love, which is all about a straight rapper finding his place in fighting for gay rights and fighting for equality. And the song is him talking about him being straight, but that doesn't mean he can't fight for this right. And how rap typically exacerbated the problem with equal rights, you know, and, and, fr- and you know, putting people down for that. And what's the difference it, between, uh, you know, African-American rights and, and, and gay rights? It's the same thing, so fighting brought, to be equal. I'm glad you brought up the exacerbate the problem, though, because there's definitely a lot of... There, there, let's face it, there is trash out there. Yeah. There's a, there is a lot of trash. So the stereotype, while it's never good to generalize, the stereotype has its truth. Into some extent. All stereotypes are bound, are built from truth and then exaggerated. That's what a stereotype is. It exactly. starts from truth and then is exaggerated. Exactly. I keep bringing them up. Flowbot's album, their first uh, major album, uh, because they did an EP before it, but Fight With Tools. The entire theme of the album is talking about fight with words, fight with paintbrushes. Fight with hammers, make signs, picket, fight against people, but without actually violence. It's a great message. Yeah. And it was talking about how using, the, they use rap, and how rap is a little bit stereotypical to be violent. So they're saying be violent nonviolently. Another, okay, I, I, we, I wanted to bring this up a little bit earlier. What's your take on Rage Against the Machine, Steve? It's tough for me to say something really concrete about Rage Against the Machine because I, I'm i not familiar with their discography as a whole. I've heard them in passing. I don't think it left that big of an impression on me, really. What do you remember from it? I mean, I know they had a point that they were trying to make. <laughs> I don't know if it succeeded for me. A lot of people will discredit bands like Rage Against, Anti-Flag. Um, well, clearly you had a point there, so what's your yeah. take on Rage Against Beastie the Machine? Beastie Boys. These are all bands that... Pussy Riot, R.E.M. These are bands that are huge political advocates that really get lumped into various categories. Uh, Like, R.E.M. is always getting people complaining about them because they tend to go a little bit too far with their political views. Well, let's face it. R.E.M. has a point. 
they know their point, and they're not really shy about it. But uh, they're not trying to hide behind metaphor. Rage Against and um, Anti Flag really are tend to be lumped in with the hardcore, but also violent music, which is really speaks nothing to what they are. But also to mm. that extent, like speaking of political bands. Beastie Boys, while they were very political outside of their own music, inside of their own music, they weren't as political. Which is also what how R.E.M. was. They weren't yeah. hugely political in their music. Outside, they were extremely Or look outspoken. at Bono. Love or hate Bono. Uh, I was just about to mention Bono. Love or hate Bono. His music, especially the early music, was not activist. It was not political. It was rock and roll. And even the later stuff also wasn't very activist. But Bono became this huge super activist outside of his music. And, I mean... The fact that that's outside of the music, though, makes him somewhat of a special case, which is what I was about to mention with Bono. Yeah. Within the music, eh, it's not... It's not, um... It's not staring you in the face. Yeah. You might have to peek. I'm sure he's throwing in, like, you know, a song here or a lyric there. But, it, you know, I don't think he's done entire albums that embody no. his political views or his, Definitely his not. charity. Um, I mean, he's known in this decade more for his activism than any of his music, or for just writing a terrible music with the Edge, a uh, musical with the Edge, ruining Spider-Man. And that's just by virtue of his persistence with it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a charitable guy. I hate his glasses. Really? Because that's the most important we have to make. Yeah. Most important point. Um, but no, I mean, I think I'm glad that we talk. We're we talked about this and that we're bringing this up. I mean, it's a it's. And it's one of those topics that you can't wrap up in 20 minutes, either. Of course not. I don't expect to wrap it up in 20 minutes. We didn't even really touch uh, Columbine too much. You mentioned it. But of course... So I don't want to misquote details, and that's a news story, and I don't want to... But, I mean, the obvious that, you know, Columbine was supposedly blamed on Marilyn Manson, and then... And video games, and and the uncle who didn't lock up his guns. I mean, this is... The only one who actually has that fault. It's just... And Charleston Heston, I think. People... Humans by people by nature, uh, a person is smart. People are really dumb. That's the problem. Is a person can be super smart and analyze and micromanage, but people as a group tend to overgeneralize, stereotype, and bash. I love how he's quoting Men in Black. I mean, but it's been said before that. <laughs> Never <laughs> underestimate the the power of stupid people in large groups. It's true. These huge groups well, on either side can just do something. I'm going to put it out there that planet Earth can sometimes be a giant game of telephone. Yes. Where someone phrases it a certain way and then gets twisted and twisted and twisted. Think of how many things have come out of uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Even if Friedrich Nietzsche himself was like, you know, eh. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely people who've based very horrible lives off his work. Oh, now, am so I supposed good. to complete that... There are, there's actually a huge number of people that will completely agree, uh, yeah, Nietzsche should be banned. A lot of people think that, based on what it's done. Yeah. So, what are you supposed to say to something like that? I still hold the whole First Amendment, right? Everyone should have access to everything. But the stereotypes themselves come about waves and movements, not unlike what we just said before about the 60s. And this can also and good leak, things can have come out of it too. So, but this can also leak it, leak back into our discussions we've had about social media and 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 news and how that hurts genres and stereotypes as well. Like as much good as Twitter and YouTube and and Facebook has done for <laughs> stereotypes, it's 
plowed us into the ground as well. They are they are the catalyst to the game of telephone. There can be and no, trolling in general. It can be something as simple as a news anchor mentioning, and the driver was listening to such and such as he drove off the road, and all of a sudden, it's that spark. That's the story. It's, it's the thing where. Oh, did you hear? Such and such causes you to lose control of your car. Such and such is now banned. Such and such is this. It's such interpretation and, yeah. and understanding. And that's where people are stupid. I think people are stupid. I'm still a person. Eggs are bad for you. Eggs are good for you. Eggs cause cancer. Yeah, I know. Well, the whites are good, but the yellows are bad. Now we're... we're no, I've heard it the opposite way around. Now well, we're paraphrasing too. Lewis Black. But uh, yeah, no, it's true. Unfortunately, in society... Sometimes we get very schizophrenic, and we don't know what's good or bad. Well, I'm schizophrenic to begin with. Well, That's life is short. Sure. We want to get it right. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of people out there. You could just chalk this all up to trial and error. I, kinda, I, mean, I, I have to wish... get really angry about something. And that's actually one of my favorite Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson quotes, is, Speak today whatever you will, but speak it like you mean it and say it hardest. I'm obviously paraphrasing here. Yeah. And then, irregardless, even if you may contradict yourself entirely tomorrow regardless irregardless is not irregardless a is a word in webster's it's not a word in oxford oh. well then you totally just gold he yeah. looked that up yeah apparently <laughs> i think we've had a debate about this before off i'm air. sure That's it's why. come up yeah. i I've, um, I've had that little uh you know you guys t- just totally walked all over my ralph waldo emerson quote a little bit yeah right? yeah a little bit well no it's you not still... as funny on the okay fine did, but... steve just quote. double schooled you <laughs> he did it's true all right we'll finish he college to you yeah but the funny thing about that whole quote is that you could argue that that is a defense for our schizophrenic society yeah and that's uh the ambiguity that i love to discuss yeah i think i think that um to analyze stereotypes and, and I mean we could be here all night but but the reality of it is regardless of how we dissect it or pull it apart there's there's still going to exist we're forever away from stereotypes being completely hashed out and un- and forgiven I mean I love when a person on the street says oh yeah there's no more racism on what planet on what planet is there no racism or sexism because it's here it's, re- it's regional i've been i've been in a place where it's it's completely oh, absent and i've been places where you, that comment will come and like huh <laughs> didn't yeah. expect so he's racist <laughs> yeah i didn't realize hey, a couple this of his was... friends agreed with him oh all right bigotry is universal there is always and I mean, bigotry. this is kind of tangential. It's bigotry this... even if it's not necessarily racial yeah this is kind of tangential it. but I, I want to speak to to equal rights for just a second, and I can't understand how oh, people get serious. How people who have been judged in the past and not given equal rights will still stand against gay marriage and gay rights? I don't get it. Just because it's icky to you, who gives a crap? You were pre- you were the the a large majority of the Europeans who first came to America as permanent settlers were kicked out of their home country because people didn't like their race. They propagated to become one of the most prolific religious groups in the United States and basically run the country, the Protestants. They are... Not they, I'm not using all-encompassing. Those who rely upon their religious beliefs to hold down others, not just religious, racial beliefs political beliefs to hold down others 
I would consider the least human of beings. Because they're con- contradicting what they originally fought for every by putting person, down someone else. Every single person, every single race has experienced bigotry against themselves. Well, some of this is redundant material, but I'm glad we're saying it at least. Although It's bull. Yeah. yeah that's it's the short of it. Bull. So this became a uh, we hate stereotypes conversation. Essentially. And we took it pretty generally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a point worth mentioning. Well, this is, yes, this is a point that's worth mentioning in all sorts of areas. It's a big thing. And I, and I think it's a good note. Look at the, did you see Sports Illustrated? Probably not. Did you see Sports Illustrated recently? No. The first gay sports player. The guy who came out in basketball. He's not the first gay sports player. First active, out-of-the-closet okay. sports player. That's fair. All right. All right. Big, how do you do? It's great that there is now a role model in sports. But making a big... That is homosexual. But making a big deal out of it on that end is just exacerbating making the problem as well. Deal. Actually, that's yeah, a good thing we're bringing up the devil's advocacy Every... here because I think in many ways we're perpetuating the discussion by making it big news every yeah. single time it comes along. Well, yes. that's the big thing is when you make a big deal about someone coming out, yes, it's important that you have your sexual identity, but when you make it a big deal like it's the, the end-all be-all... That's putting a spotlight on it. We want them to be just like anybody else. Because they are. Because they are, exactly. And you're equal. And that's... We'll, we'll bring it back to the topic. Don't have prejudices against music because you were told this, you were told that. Everything is worth a try. That's Experience it yourself. The reason I say I that I don't like most country... That's, that's why... I've listened to a lot of country and didn't like it. I mean, that's the reality of it. I did not... Uh, to be honest, I did not think I would actually like slowcore. I tend to like a lot of depth in the lyrics and a little bit more of a catchy beat. For the longest time, and what I had... you showed me was amazing. That's the thing. For the longest time, I had a bias against metal. I I did think metal was just a lot of a lot of thrash, a lot of anger for the sake of anger. Single really not chord riffs. Yeah. Sing. I have discovered a whole realm of of metal material that is the perfect blend of both. Yeah. I mean, they know they know what they're doing. There's the Full artistic message there. They're not just tools of, yeah. uh, of our perceptions. So I think the important thing here and the message to close out on is that give everything a shot. Don't shut things out of your life just because you have a prejudice about it. Give it a chance. That's it. That's, that's the reality of it. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a, wow, we actually did reach a conclusion. We that, did. We, we, we usually don't. Um, I, we should close up with a uh, uh, fan email. Ah, uh, yes. You can't, totally you keep, unrelated fan email. You keep mispronouncing the word spam. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I, I, I have a thing. No, they're fans. They, they contact us so much. They must be fans. Actually, this is a new one. I'm going to watch out for Brussels. That's it. By Joan Sabo, you should quite receive a look at many. Dot com? Dot com. Wait, what was that? .net. It's .com. Comment by Joan Sabo. You should quite receive a look at many. What is the comment? I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch out for Brussels. Like Brussels sprouts or the place. I'm thinking uh, capital of Belgium. Yeah. Okay. Because apparently they're on the rise. They have good beer. They do. Belgian beer is chocolate. Yeah. That's not stereotype. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Dutch is better chocolate though. 
They're neighbors, so you know it's tangential. Totally... I actually like uh, them both better than. Swiss. No, it wasn't tangential in the beginning. It's not tangential at the end. When you're not coming from somewhere, you're not going anywhere. It's no okay, longer fine. tangential. That's... Fine. Give us our one opportunity. That's fair. That's fair. Rock uh... it all around. You know what's great? <laughs> Vinyl records. I. Um, yeah, yeah, good, great, yeah, been wonderful. Awesome. So we're we're not we're gonna have a surprise album for next week. We're still working out the details on what we're doing. We are going to be meeting with the Wasties and having them on the podcast as a full unit. Um, so we're excited about that. We're gonna be recording on their home turf. Um, and so we'll see what the album's gonna be. We haven't decided yet. We'll probably put it up on the site if we know before next week. However, otherwise, you'll find out when you listen next week. We may not put it up on the site. We may not even I just know what that. it's called, ever. It may be that big of a surprise. We may not even listening to it and just review it. We could be listening to it right now. We don't even know. And on that bombshell, music, music is, is life, life and, and life is good. good.